not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Podcast hosted by Bruce and Steve. Cleaning up the garage the other day and uh, wrote to the bar. I was like, why don't you rotate the desk so that your stuff is visible behind you? I'm like, well, that does sort of make sense. So, yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> I hate when she's right, which is more often than I care to admit. Yeah. <laughs> One of my art professors in school. I'm talking about going back and looking at old masters to solve problems. And he's like, you know, it's just like this one time that I show this painting to my wife and she was like, oh, look, it's Delacroix. And he's like, and I'm thinking, uh, no, dear, you're wrong again. He goes, and then I went, looked through my art history books and damn it, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you know, I'm married to a lawyer. I haven't won an argument in 25 plus years. Um, I try. And well, I keep the marriage alive. Um <laughs> She, she likes that i likes that i at least put up a fight um so anyway yeah so this is my new background it's probably gonna there's more stuff above my head yeah see so i'm gonna probably do a little straightening and re- rearranging the the monkey ranch is over there nice everyone uh, should have a monkey ranch oh, I, uh, is that the howard the duck in the battle suit uh it, funko it is it is nice Let's see we've got uh several iterations <laughs> of hulk laying down there's some luchadors there's the Netrigan, the demon uh, DC animated guy up there. Um, oh, that's got to be a fun one. You want to see it? Yeah. It's not on my desk, but it's, it's desk. It's, called, it's desk adjacent. I feel like when I'm presenting this, I have to talk in half half gibberish rhymes. But yeah, he's he's cool. Oh no, that is a good one. The DC, those the the Justice League Unlimited were really cool figures. Uh, yeah, that's one of the few things I've kept. I refuse to get rid of any of them. I've got like four tubs of them up in my guest room closet, and I'm like, nope, those aren't going anywhere. Let's see, I've got Lex <laughs> Luthor in the uh, in the, the orange power suit. Yeah, the orange no. armor. Okay. Uh, Shang Chi's up on the top shelf with my collection of Metal Men. Uh, I have a full set of Metal Men because I'm a dork that way. There's an Andy Kaufman. There's a Kamala. <laughs> There's an Eclipso. So. Nice. It's a, it's a varied grouping. Yeah, right. Now, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I have the Pringles can pop, <laughs> the Gorn from Star Trek, and then I have some of those those Marvel legend things. Right, right. You know, the new ones they're doing. I then also have uh, Duffman. The, uh, do you remember the Shogun Warriors that Mattel yes. did? Yeah. Okay. They had the little a, ones and the big ones, right? Yes, I have a pair of the little ones out. Nice. Yeah, one that I I, I had as a child, and there's a Toy Story. It's like a vintage toy. Yeah, a vintage toy store near me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had one of the other ones that actually wasn't beat to hell. So I was that's, like, well, that's pretty fun. That's yeah. a pretty impressive find. Yeah, uh, and uh, a clean, forty years old. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the joints are tight. Uh, wow. Yeah, wow. it was kind of like, eh, it's a little pricey, but yeah, this will work. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I found, I'm also a bloody Terry Funk is right here staring me down from last episode. And <laughs> just before you got on the other night, I was going through the uh, media closet upstairs, pulling more stuff I can sell on eBay. And as I was doing so, I found um, this plastic bag, which um as you know, I've raised two geek boys, and over the course of their 18 years, we've collected a lot of action figures. And, and in doing so, we collected lots of parts for build-up figures that we never finished because we didn't buy full waves. So right <laughs> you can now... Part, you part those out. Exactly. Build a leg, build yeah, a figure arm. Exactly. My, uh, my, my desk at the moment looks like, uh, like, a, like a DC chop shop. I'm, I'm just look, literally going, okay, I know that's Adam Smasher and that's Bane. That's definitely a Modoc arm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who the hell is this? I don't know who this is. I had to look it up. Oh, crap. 
exactly. It's validus. Okay. Or I would just call him the shocker, but that's just me. The shocker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the coolest, uh, yeah. the coolest part I found was this guy, and he may not actually go on eBay. Oh, nice. It's Is that a? a- it's Necron, the Black Hand Skull, and a quick oh. search of eBay says he's worth about twenty-five bucks. But um, I sat him up here on my mic and took a really cool picture. And they decided he's staying. He may go. <laughs> How may have Terry Funk hold on to him? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So, <laughs> yeah. So I've got. And I, I feel like this might be Iron Monger, but I have to do a little more research. So I've got three pieces of this. Oh. Wow, that's a tough one. Here's the foot. Now, see, that looks like an ironmonger leg to me. Yeah, God, those are so tough because it looks more finished than than. Yeah, whatever it is, I've got three pieces of that one, and I've got two pieces of this one, and I know it's there's apocalypse. No, it's not apocalypse. I think it's either the monitor or the anti-monitor. I have to look. I didn't get that. Okay. Far. And then I know there's a couple of pieces in my closet from there's like. There's a feature. Guess the guess the bath, <laughs> <laughs> or what the bath? <laughs> what the bath? There we go. All right. I wish I had just shot my. Wish I had just shot my wad on that. Um. Oh. <laughs> Every week, Bruce displays another build-a-figure park. <laughs> and I hope someone will chime in with who the hell it is so he can then sell it on eBay. <laughs> you know, you said you were talking about the vintage toy store, and they're, they're doing like a like a toy show here in, in my little suburb of Austin sometime maybe in November. I don't remember, but I think about going to check it out, you know, just for fun. You know, they're, they're neat. This guy, he... He um he hits I think a, like a lot of garage sales. He'll do the um the flea market trail, the big long one that like just set up along the highway through Tennessee and Kentucky, or you know, and uh, so <clears throat> so yeah, he had those two figures or the the one figure uh, in good shape, but there's a lot of other figures in his store that uh, you're kind of looking at going, you know some 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 denatured water and a q-tip and you turn that five dollar piece of crap into a ten dollar gem you know it's <laughs> it's kind of like if you were to wipe that down a little because even the one i bought even though it was clean still had like dust in the um you know in the details right so a couple minutes with canned air blew him out he actually looks uh today's episode the boys share their toys Anyway, where's the camera? There, there you go. go. Oh, yeah, he looks good. Stan. No, he's actually pretty clean. And this is the one that, you know, I think there's like a little scuff in his armor on the front. He's a he's a fighting robot. He should have a scuff in his armor. But look at that. Wow. And they stay. They didn't stick and they stayed. They stayed. Yeah. We so should all be so lucky. We should all be so lucky. So, yeah. I mean, actually, it's a it's a fun little figure. I I never I remember buying the other one that I had, you know, because it was like there was a like the five and dimes were near where my grandparents lived. Oh sure. And so I remember getting like some of the I had a Spider Man Mego from there. I had these guys, and you know, when I say that they're clean, that's impressive because you know, I would like take the parachute bin, take the parachutes off the parachute man, put them on the robot, chuck that robot up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we played with our toys. They weren't intended to be keepsakes. That was what I had to play with. I know my parents have all my Migos somewhere. I keep they keep parsing them out to me a little here and a little there. I've got the my Batman, which was the first one I ever owned, and and. Um, He's uh, his uniform is worse for the wear. His, his, his <laughs> he's been he's been whip stitched by my mom at a couple of spots. His cape is that nylon cape has seen better days. And and at some point I lost a little plastic boot, so he's got on a pair of uh, hiking boots. But it's still you know he stood up better, quite frankly, in the, in the hiking. Because well, yes. at some point in the seventies they made Boy Scout action figures. Did you ever remember those? I had one. No, so he I had don't. like the hiking boots. I'll have to bring Batman down for the next show. So like he had these hiking boots and when I didn't ever play with that thing because he was a Boy Scout and I was playing superheroes. So uh-huh. so I needed boots. So Batman got the Boy Scout hiking boots. So he's got the, the gray suit and then brown hike brown chucka boots on. You can tell it's my Batman coming a mile away. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, that's the best part. 
Yeah. It's like my potato head upstairs. We went to the, uh, you know, we went to Disney World and they had like the Disney Springs or whatever the shopping center out there is called. Mm-hmm. The one in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And the toy store had the, was great because it had Mr. Potato Head with Mr. with Disney parts. Oh, cool. So I, 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 I immediately got the Maleficent horns and I stick that on my potato and I'm like, I'm building off of this. And then they had like the Corella DeVille red pumps, the high heel pumps. So I slapped those on there. And before you know it, he's got a mustache and a pirate eye patch and the Corella horns. So I've you, since you added drag queen potato. Got a mustache. It's got these big purple lips, kind of, <laughs> and it's the eye patch, the big orange nose, and then the uh, red cape that I found online. So it's it's just this. It is one bitchy looking potato head. That's the only way to describe it because one hand is kind of like this, and the other hand you, you made like, a drag queen potato head. <laughs> I have oh, a guy Ferrari Ferrari sort of potato head around here somewhere too just oh, you bring batman i'll bring the i'll bring the spuds <laughs> I, think, I think the last package i got was the uh batman and the Catwoman. i know i have for the uh the thor which i, I oh, kept nice. that with the amigo thor i always kept that one and the green arrow i kept that one um mm-hmm. and then i have a a scale hulk they made like in the late 70s so oh he's the, not the big one the big one with the purple <laughs> pants and the shredded white shirt that came out when the tv show was on so that was always a cool one because he was always towering over the other ones <laughs> which Just, he should yeah, exactly exactly D- did you see this picture right here yes uh that is mil muertes from lucha underground and that's actually autographed we met him at uh, the austin taco festival a couple of years ago uh, nice. i was wearing the mask or uh, uh no but uh, selling the mask. Ah, oh, um, hey, speaking of masks, that one you, you sent me, that link, that, that was, sugar skull mask. That was sweet, wasn't it? It's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, anyway, he was selling I'm the ta- mask. Yeah, I'm, I'm taller than him. The boys were taller than him. We have a picture of the four of us, and he's up on the balls of his feet. <laughs> to here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And That's like, like when you see the guy on sh- TV, he's like, just like the way they shoot him, he's in either that or everybody else in Lucha Underground was just so tiny. But he was always like head and shoulders above everybody else, just imposing as hell. And then we met him and it was like, well, shit, like, you're huge, but you're not very tall. Well, remember Shawn Michaels, like when he was in Mid-South? He, he <laughs> ran by us into the ring. And, and like you and I are like looking at the top of his head as he goes by. Yeah. And I, I just always, even when he's up there with the fringe and the, the, the midnight cowboy gay porn star look shit. Blue Oyster Bar. Blue Oyster Bar. I just remember him running past us with that crappy little mullet, no facial hair, still yeah. had baby fat. Yeah. I never have been able to take him seriously ever, ever. And it's, and it's just the, a function of that. Literally. I know. And then the only time I ever respected him was uh, at WrestleMania oh. when he jobbed to uh, Undertaker, whom concussed himself. <laughs> yeah, but they went like 25 minutes and they were both in their 40s. So, you know, that was impressive. That and then, there... of course, the, the last five with with Undertaker, not knowing where the hell he was <laughs> just sitting up. Yeah, when he came up and you're just like, oh, dude, he missed the spot. <laughs> you're like looking in the eyes or like doing one of these you know, crazy cartoon things. You can almost see the little tiny all <laughs> bears birds. floating around his head. Yeah. <laughs> the little urns. <laughs> the little urns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> hey, by the way, this is now that we're like 20 minutes in. <laughs> This is episode 32 of Slurp Toast, the podcast. I'm still get... Steve. <laughs> By God, you are. And I'm still Bruce. And you're doing the end at the beginning. You're just confusing me now. So I don't own an Eternal shirt, but so I wore my Inhumans shirt today. The other, you know, human variant people. Uh, this is my alumni shirt. From nice. The Xavier's Academy. <laughs> nice. Nice. You know, Funko did all these like mystery boxes. And one year, no. they, one, yeah, I know. Weird. <laughs> they, they, they dabbled in everything. But <clears throat> one of the X-Men Ooh, back, yeah. one of the X-Men boxes had, it's a ringer tea, but it's the Xavier's um, yeah, school for gifted youngsters. And the nice thing about it is 
Uh oh. Uh oh. Looks like Steve may have frozen. Let me go to the music. He's old. what <laughs> this is slurp toast episode 32.5.2 or something i don't know i fucked up i didn't hit the record button we've been talking for having a good old time talking for about 20 minutes and dumbass here forgot to hit the record button so here's what you missed eternals um, was not as good as it could be eternal sucked it wasn't okay. good we compared it to titanic uh, which I didn't like. And Steve has seen more than once. Um, uh, I wrote DST. What the hell did that stand for? Mm, what is it? DST. Well, here in town, it's a big employer. <laughs> I don't think that's what I meant. Huh. Uh, I'll come back to that. I don't know what it was. Anyway, so yeah, we talked at length about Eternals and you didn't get to hear it, but I didn't like it. Um <laughs> still haven't given us the Jack Kirby movie we want, the Jack Kirby movie we deserve. Um, we talked about Hit Monkeys coming out um, in a couple of weeks with uh, Jason Sudeikis and his Ted Lasso is coming to the adventures of a uh, assassin monkey. And, and then we, we talked a little bit about Modoc, the other. We did. Pat. We did. I'm sorry you missed all this because it was actually pretty good stuff, but we're not going back and re- rehashing it. It's going to be a really short episode this time. Um, it's going to make no sense. It's going to be so choppy. Because <laughs> so we're going to stand up talking about a shirt and then <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. And I still don't know what DSD stood for. Um, and then what I just finished doing was recommending to Steve that he read uh, the Reckless series by Ed Brubaker, which reminds me of the uh, Parker books they did a while back. And also the Department of Truth, uh, which is a uh, deep dive into the beauty, beautiful world of conspiracy theories uh urban legend and etc etc and now you're about as caught up as you're going to get because this episode is going to suck well and then i just realized i didn't click on the got it when the message comes up that you're being recorded so i don't know if any of my stuff makes the tape (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm I'm recording the way i've got it set up the way it passes through the board um oh Oh, i don't have to approve yeah you don't have to here we go this is the only thing i have left to say <laughs> that is the official theme song of this episode. So that leads to yeah, the disappointment of the Eternals. Yeah, um, the, uh, I won't make you. I would. I don't want to go through that again. The crickets won't stop. Um, uh, still don't know what DST stood for. I don't know. Anyway, I had a long weekend. I went to a hockey game. Okay. Which which which. Uh, you know with seven minutes left in the third period and you're up uh like six to two you kind of figure we got this one uh and then my favorite uh gambit in hockey is pull the goalie goalie. yeah Uh, the other team pulled the goalie and dumped in three goals quick wow (laughs) so now it's like six to five there's like two minutes left yeah uh, they just could not get that puck cleared out and get that straight shot on goal. They finally did with like about, um, I don't know, probably a minute, minute and a half left. And then it was just kind of grinded out for a while. And, but yeah, it, it ended up being actually very exciting uh, there at the last <laughs> minutes. <laughs> don't you hate it when your favorite play uh, backfires on you? No, 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 no. We were winning. They pulled their goalie. I know. And we then gave up. So, yeah. Uh, well, you're right. It, in my world, that's my favorite play. I never expected it to work. And it did because, I mean, in hockey, all you got to do is get lucky from your blue line. <laughs> and that thing yeah. just a slow rolls. <laughs> and I have seen goals from like 20 feet in front of the net <laughs> going uh, the yeah, other way. <laughs> it's the suicide squeeze for me. And it's the same thing. It's never going to work. And then it does. And you're just baffled by how that works. <laughs> and then you're sitting here going, you know, you guys played like two, two and a half periods of great hockey and 
what a shame to just end it like this. <laughs> I remember being at the Astros game one night and I got, I got a grand slam. Nice. I got a suicide squeeze. Nice. I got a catcher's interference of all the goddamn things. Like you're a pro catcher. How do you get called for catchers back up? Yeah. I've, and I said, I think on Twitter that night, well, I feel like I got my money's worth, whether they won or lost. I don't remember, but I know I saw all three of those things in one game. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I've seen the suicide squeeze. That's exciting. That actually is kind of cool. <laughs> I always like, call, anytime there's a guy on third, I, call, I stand up and scream it. I'm just my like, God, just go. lay down that butt. Lay down that butt. Let's, let's make this exciting. Squeeze play! Send him, send him, send him, send him. <laughs> He's got that lead off, you know, where yeah. he's like almost there anyways. It's just daring him to do anything. Because if you throw behind him, he's going. Then you got him in the box, and you really have a chance of botching it because the pitcher's going to end up at home plate. Yeah. And he's not meant to stand there and take a hit. <laughs> no, he's not going to. Not he, with that golden rod on a, of an arm, no. No, that's a punter guy. That's yeah. the guy. <laughs> yeah. Poor bastard who gets laid out. Uh <laughs> So did that also did the Van Gogh immersive experience. How was that? Because that's coming here and I'm very intrigued by that. Oh, I think it's neat. I don't, it was a birthday present, so I don't know how much it cost. Okay. Well, that's okay. Well, it's kind of neat because you walk in and they've got, you know, sort of an art gallery kind of a feel um, where they have all these panels that kind of say, oh, in 1888, he picks up a paintbrush. 1887, he, you know, he picks up a gun. Uh, story <laughs> over. Very much it's like a little Jim more Morrison. information. It's, it's, more. Little, it's like the Jim Morrison story. I'm drunk, I'm nobody, I'm drunk, I'm famous, I'm drunk, I'm dead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but that's kind of neat. And they have a room set up like his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And there's even a sign that says selfie. Take a I, selfie. I saw your picture. And so, you know, Eliza and I sat there in the room. Babe goes in there and she's doing the big thing. And we talked about going in there, but, you know, Kristen wandered away because I was going to lie in the bed like Bell passed out and she was going to lay in the chair like she was asleep. <laughs> We're going to take that picture. But then uh, that's Kristen, your Christmas card, right? That would have been a great Christmas card is for us passed out in a Van Gogh painting. <laughs> but, uh, the fascinating thing is there's a sign that says, Selfie, you know, take a self, tag it with this. And nobody, nobody would take a selfie. <laughs> I mean, all these old people, older people, they'd be like taking a picture of the room with nobody in it. And it's like the picture on the table has people sitting in the bed, use the props. All the props were usable. I could, I, we could have had a picture of Babe and I, you know, me lying in bed, Eliza sitting there serving me drinks off of this tray that was painted to look like, you know. Oh, wow. Which we probably should have done. Anyway. Uh, you know, inspiration sometimes comes too late. Then you go into the next room and the next room is basically just these huge multimedia, you know, screens, which I guess really is only a single media, not multimedia, you know. Um, and they just put pictures and they put quotes and then they put some other things that kind of walk you through uh, his his life. And you can see as the mental illness becomes more and more severe, that the painting becomes more and more uh, what we associate with Van Gogh. Interesting. That's well, and there's cool. even... And there's one for us, maybe not for him. Yeah, not for him. But there's even an excerpt from a letter, and they're not dated, but you're assuming that the letters correspond to the uh, the times that he's painting in. And it even talks about how he doesn't see a black sky; he sees the skies of blues and greens and purples. He doesn't see white stars; he sees stars of all these different colors. And so I think when you you read that and you see the work that he produces and then you see starry night it's like oh yeah that dude that man he had the squirm brain going you know <laughs> his brain is squirming like a toad dun, 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 dun. <laughs> take a long holiday let the children play let the children play uh, <laughs> eat your yellow paint Damn. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so it actually ends up being kind of. By neat. the way, 
This is episode yeah. is usually called "Got the Squirm Brain Going." He's got the Squirm Brain. Yeah, it's since like since we forgot to hit record, we broke the internet. Yeah, I think it's the only thing it can be called. This is our Van Gogh episode. <laughs> but nobody lost an ear. It's pretty cool. It's, we're not done yet. Yeah, I've got but an yeah. open flame sitting on my desk next to a box of forty-year-old comic books. Nothing can possibly go wrong, right? This ends in fire. Yeah. This is how the show ends. Come on, baby, light my fire. That's three Jim Morrison references. <laughs> well, see, now the gauntlet's been thrown. I can do more. <laughs> I had a doors phase. I think everybody has like a doors phase. Yeah, and then you realize really quickly that you're just fucking drunk. Most of the time. And it was Ray who's holding shit together. Doing his dead level best never to look to see what Jim was doing. <laughs> Why are you setting the keyboards with the, you know, not facing the band? You'll see. <laughs> Plausible deniability. Jim's wildly keyboarding across the stage. I never want to see the man penis again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust us, we see way too much as it is. Ride the snake. Uh, <laughs> I am a large fat mammal, or whatever he says in the movie. <laughs> it's a long time since I saw that movie, too. Wow. Oh, man. Yep. But so. yeah, he's got the squirm brain. <laughs> That's officially my new favorite thing. I love that. <laughs> So anyway, that was my two extremes. Hockey, which <laughs> started with the fight at the two-minute mark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> fight early, fight often? After most of the first period. My favorite moment is one of like the big you know, wings or defensemen. I, I really don't know what this position this guy plays, right? Okay. He has clearly aggravated somebody, poked him, hit him with a stick, done something. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Right, body that went with the skull no <laughs> go ahead okay. i'm sorry we'll come back so to anyway that. he he is he is skating he's and the guy is like about eight inches shorter than him right so it's our guy he skates at the ref he's got his arms off to the side like this stick he's not actually attacking this other guy is like hanging off of one shoulder and like trying to punch him in the face and the guy is like hey ref hey ref and then one of our players came up and scraped that man off of his back (laughs) everybody went to the penalty box (laughs) you get a penalty and you get a penalty and you get a penalty and then they called later in the game they called the penalty of embellishment (laughs) what yeah that's a soccer penalty right if it's not, it ought to be in the NBA, you know, yes, yes. embellishment. You know, <laughs> Tell me what, know that what that means, because be. I don't even know what that is. So, okay, he's getting down the ice and the guy hacks him, you know, whack, right? Okay. And then he kind of like, he does it. I mean, that's the thing. He got whacked with a stick. So he didn't just like, you know, splay himself across the ice like a soccer player who's, you know, you touch him wrong and it's like they've been gunshot. Right. They fall to the ground and then they just, you know, pop right up after the magic dust and, oh, he got a yellow card. I'm good now, you know. Yeah, yes. So they called our guy for embellishment. And as everybody pointed out, it's like he got hit across the arms with a hockey stick. What embellishment is there? <laughs> you know, he doubled over and fell to the ice, which you kind of expect to happen with that kind of a penalty. Got hit by a two by four. What have, what exactly is the problem? I've watched wrestling. They <laughs> don't get up from that. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. They got the cross eyes. There you go. Oh God, my beard with the crossed eyes. Oh wow, nice. <laughs> it kind of works. Yeah, embellishment. It's the guy behind us is like, what kind of penalty is that? And I'm like, I don't know, but they need it in the NBA and soccer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've never heard of such a thing. That's in- that's insane. It kind of sound like made up on the spot. You know, like the ref and the other ones, like, ah, oh, we got to call something. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, give me an occupation and a place. 
hockey ref here you're, embellishment you're, you're getting called for a duggan what <laughs> no that doesn't sound right uh, <laughs> uh-huh. no sell no oversell no embellishment yes <laughs> hey that that word a day calendar paid off <laughs> scratch that one off <laughs> oh man wow because that means to have your tummy rubbed um it's <laughs> <laughs> leads to rub one out i don't <laughs> yep <laughs> don't hit the um, mic stand bruce i'll be damned i'm looking up to see if it is a real and Please. hockey is also known as diving Okay. A minor penalty, two minutes. Wow. Okay. It's a real penalty. It's a real penalty. Sometimes if a referee doesn't see the embellishment, then the league will still find it. What a load of crap. Isn't it then just fiction? If mm-hmm. you don't see the embellishment? <laughs> I'm if a, if a if a hockey player gets dug on the ice and no one's there to see it, it'll really get dug in. <laughs> That doesn't make any damn sense. No, but I do like using the word Dugan to uh, <laughs> the act of being hit by a two by four. I the act of hitting with or being hit by a two by four. They're delivering or receiving a Dugan. You have Dugan someone. <laughs> you have been Dugan. <laughs> you were David, who I used to work with, who went to the Ring of Honor show with us. We uh-huh. had a joke. Um, uh, we had a similar use of a wrestler name as a verb. Uh, it was you've been genetted. Um. <laughs> they came in and they 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 gave you a mullet. What? <laughs> Put you through a wa- a window. You're the second <laughs> half. You're the less famous part of a pair. It has many many uses, but you've been genetted. Yeah. So basically, you've been reduced to a second stringer. Yeah. <laughs> been, anyway. I like it. You've been genetted. Mm-hmm. I think okay. you got Dugan. Never been right since. I'm you got Dugan and now you're Genetti. <laughs> you got Dugan, and then that led you to you being Genetti. And Genetti, it's not your night. <laughs> yeah. Go to the pay window, kid. It's over. Um, it's over. It's over. Hang it up. We're gonna have you sell to the new kids now. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, yeah. I love, I do actually. Now, the more that I think about it, I love Dugan as a verb. That's right. To be, (laughs) to be struck with or struck, to strike or be struck with a two by four. To be Dugan. You may may as well make it just any piece of wood. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can't be (laughs) an axe handle, a hockey stick. (laughs) I can't wait. Oh man, that dude was Dugan. Uh, It's called a high stick. Hey. Nah. hey you know what I mine has more it's gonna be has, at midnight <laughs> I, I, you told me that i'm excited about that <laughs> where did you hear that i saw it on the internet there was some yeah it must be true right, there's a spider about to crawl into my candle i was trying to help him along um uh that's interesting news how does how does gambit fit in with the moon knight mythology I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of waiting to see how they pull that off. I think it's he's going to be in a bar in New Orleans with Brother Voodoo and Gambit, and uh, they're going to be drinking with Blade. I, I think that's how it goes down. And they go, you know what? We should form a band because they're drunk, and that's how the Midnight Suns come to be. <laughs> Riders on the storm. <laughs> Told you I can do this all night. Thank my, you. My my, I've got the squirm brain tonight, but. It, wouldn't us in a band be a great idea? <laughs> I mean, all night gigs. Oh my God, this is fucking cool. Call your mom. See if we can practice at your house. Dr. Strange has got next room in his mansion. That's right. Yeah. They do the little swizzle stick thing and yeah. off they go. <laughs> That's how the Midnight Suns are formed. Uh, <laughs> rude high five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So <laughs> I found a twig. Found a twig. 
So we go to this, there's a uh, annual business lunch and they always have a speaker because it's a luncheon. But anyway, um, they've like had like a piece. couple of really, they've, they've had good speakers and then they've had not so good speakers and they had a speaker. Her thing was the high five habit that you did every morning you high five yourself in the mirror and that, that action will then lead you to become a more positive person and enable you to turn your life around. And this woman has a book and it's like a best-selling book. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I, I told somebody, I go, I said, man, I looked over at so-and-so and his eyes rolled so far back in his head that his whole head just spun like one of those, you know, those bingo wheels. <laughs> he turned into a, into a slot machine. <laughs> so it if, was, if you high five yourself, it's going to make a difference in your life. Yes. Okay. We've yes. got to come up with some sort of pop psychology bullshit that we can pedal because we can do better than that. Right. So, okay. So it's a luncheon and my relationship with food these days is strained. <laughs> yeah. Because of the Ozempic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like, you know, you, I could not make the bites of chicken small enough to make them palatable. Uh, <laughs> it, it was luncheon chicken, you know. Oh, this is never good to start with. Which is like dry, but they cover that up by, you know, drowning it in some weird sauce and yeah. uh, throw some asparagus on there. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. So the woman, she goes, and it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. I've included all the research in the book. The book is an inch thick and it's not even like book size. It's like is it connect the dots. What is it? I don't. It's it's between the hardback size and the paperback size books, right? Okay, it's about an inch thick, uh, and you've got like an inch border around every page, so there's not a lot of detail. All the research is in the book, chapter two. It's all the research, and you're just gonna be blown away by this research. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm not listening. I'm gonna check out her research. The chapter two was 15 pages long, 20 pages long. The first 10 are ex exposition about how you're not going to believe this research. And the last <laughs> 10 are excerpts from the research that um, they found that an indicator of success in the NBA is teams that high five each other a lot at the beginning of the season will probably make the playoffs. That's the research. Watching me NBA highlights. Yeah, can you imagine that grad student sitting there watching the film of <laughs> the game? Two, three, four, five, six. Is there all? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a bad lunch. Please welcome your high-fiving world champion, Minnesota Bucks. <laughs> I don't know why I felt compelled to do that. But, but that sounds about right. Uh, it was. Um, <clears throat> did you hear rumbling? Uh, I I put a cup down. Okay. Pew, pew, so yeah. Pew pew pew. pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. How's uh, what the beat? What the bath doing? You want to play what the bath? Yeah, let's play what the bath. All right. So I was gonna. I, as I told you, I was gonna try and zivas some of these things into a one coherent figure. Can but you do that? I are they jointed the way to, that you could do that? They are not. They are joint specific, as it turns out. Unlike Cheech and Chong, these guys are oh. joint specific. Hey! Um, and I also have no waists in any of this mess over here. I've got arms, legs, torsos, heads, and not a waist to be found. Um, Ouch. I've got... Let's see, that's... There's two legs. They wouldn't fit together. Because I don't know if you can see it, the connections are different. That one's got kind of a slotted action there. Yeah, which this I kind of figured they would have something like this one's uh, just like an oct octagonal <coughs> snap. It's hard <clears throat> to see on the black. Um, yeah, I, none of them. The head, like the Death Eater head, like doesn't connect. Okay, this, then. This, yeah, so my my dreams are dead there. So I'm just gonna sell all this shit. Um. 
if you can't Frankenstein something, <laughs> sell it. <laughs> hey, you want to play what's on my desk? Hey, what's on your desk, man? Hey, I'm glad you asked what's on my desk. You're going to like this one, I think. You ready? Yep. Let's do it. It's a Funko. What is it? Ah, cool. Black Adam. Oh, my God. Are you going to open it? I'm going to unbox. Unbox. Block this <laughs> off. It's the glow in the dark uh, variant from the Big Apple Con. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I thought he was fun and I love Black Adam. So where'd you find that? Online or? Yeah, I bought it off of uh, Amazon. Okay, cool. Yeah. It was Very reasonably cool. priced and I wanted it. So I bought it. There you have it. So that's what's on my desk. What's on your desk? What's on my desk? Oh, which one am I sitting at today? You're, I believe, at your daughter's <laughs> desk. I don't know. No, I'm actually on the one that uh, I refinished. Oh, here we go. It is a early Christmas gift for my somebody. He's six. He's not going to watch this. Anyway, <laughs> it's for my nephew. Okay. And I think you'll get a kick out of this. This is a is this Walmart cousin exclusive. Luke or cousin Butch. No, this is um, Nick, not Lulu or Skeeter, the okay. New Zealand kids. My, my sister goes, why do you call my kids Lulu and Skeeter? I'm like, well, you gave them Polish names. I gave them American names. She goes, yeah, but Lulu and Skeeter. I'm like, you did live in Mississippi. <laughs> so anyway, that's a defense. That's uh, a defense. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt the reveal. So anyway, it is the Walmart exclusive Batman 66. Ooh. Batmobile. That is sweet as fuck. And it comes with a Batman and a Robin. No, no right. Robin. Batman and Joker. Because Robin can't drive yet. <laughs> does, does the Joker have a, a, a grease painted mustache? That's all I want to know. Uh, yes. God, he does. Yes, he does. Oh, my God. That's amazing. All right. This is a good yeah. episode of, edition of What's on Your Desk. Yeah. Now, it's not like they're going to see this to ruin uh, Christmas. So I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> Does your six-year-old nephew listen to the podcast? Because I'm not really yeah. releasing any of the videos at this point. So no, no, he doesn't. I'm just listen. accumulating them. So that's fine. No, he does not listen. I, do, I don't believe. He was so funny when I was in Denver, my dad and I went to a Giants Rockies game. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. That went about as badly <laughs> as it possibly could. <laughs> double, 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 <laughs> single. Well, it wasn't a double. Double, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> That's the worst. When you just keep dropping, dropping, like dropping them where the guy's not. And it's just, and so just running up the score the, the little thing yeah. the little ticker tape. so yeah you're you're like oh my god finally out of that inning. And then we go up there, boom, 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 one, two, three, like 10 pitches. It's like, make it hard, make it hard. <laughs> you could stand there with the bat on your shoulder and see 10 pitches, <laughs> you know, um, but it was bad. Um, but anyway, we bought him a souvenir baseball and uh, he, he is so funny. He goes, what's this? I go, it's a baseball. And he goes, oh, it's from Coors Field. I'm like, yeah, man, I bought it for you at the game last night. He looks at my, me and my dad he goes, you went to the game without me. Oh, Don't you know, I'm your lucky charm. Like go, what? Because if it's any consolation, Nick, they got smashed because <laughs> you weren't there. Because that's what he said. He goes, because I wasn't there. <laughs> but then he's like, if this ball will be my prized possession. He's six. Uh, maybe he's older than that. I really don't know. I should learn their ages. <laughs> he might be nine. He's a multiple of three. That's what we've ascertained. Yes. <laughs> well, this is the same. Okay. This is the same trip that my idiot brother-in-law posts a picture of his mom and says, "Oh, my my wife won't let my kids see my mom. It's terrible." And I'm like, "Dude, you you live in San Diego now. Quit using your mom as a prop." <laughs> Oh, that's right, because he's got like cross-border romance. I think we talked about that. That's right. That's, that's right. right. That's where I decided, you know what? The kids are in college now. Gloves are off. <laughs> uh, you got nothing. No, no need to play nice anymore. 
And I didn't. I know. I recall. <laughs> I know. Oh, pay man. your child support. I pay mine. Oh, we both know that's not true. It's where he admits to uh, being catfished. Because like, how many women did you, how many, how many girlfriends and by girlfriends, I mean, men pretending to women, did you give all your money to? <laughs> and he writes back, only one was a man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he understands how to win an argument. Uh, no. <laughs> I've got people who are like coaching me. It's like, oh, say this, say this. I go, are you kidding me? This is distraction. This is grade school shit. Watch. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God. I go, yeah, well, you've got nothing to lose. And there's you, you're, you know that he's I just. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, uh, speaking of baseball, circling back, uh, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so glad for the World Series to be over, simply so I didn't have to listen to fucking Joe Buck anymore. But that being said, I was the, the maddest I got with the whole thing. You know, they got the Astros got outplayed. That's fine. That's like you know whatever. The last game when uh, Solis hit the uh, the the moonshot over the railroad tracks in left field at Minute Maid Park. That's a long damn way, by the way. <laughs> It is a long way. As I told somebody the next day, there's nothing on the other side of that wall except parking lots and bail bond offices. Um, so some guy came to work the next morning. It's like, who threw this ball through my window? God damn it. Bring him in. Bring um, him in. Somebody got their bail revoked. But anyway. Honey, Chico, let's get this guy. <laughs> they, they came back from commercial after and, and Joe Buck in his infinite Joe Buckiness goes, Hey, did that home run by Solis remind you of anything? And they showed the it was the uh, the year they the first time the Astros went to the World Series, and they played the White Sox and got swept. They had to go through the Cardinals as they always used to have to do. And Albert Pujols hit a similar shot off of Brad Lidge, except the roof was closed, so it bounced off the glass. The only difference, and that that pitch ruined Brad Lidge as a closer. He never ever recovered from that when you give up a 450 foot home run he yeah. was out of the league within two years could not find the strike zone to pitch and i was just i was furious why you gotta be joe buck joe buck that's there's no need to show that that was joe, all joe buck with baseball is is hard he is a and here here's here's the level of joe buck homerness <laughs> and it goes cardinals yep National League Central, okay. National League overall, your team. <laughs> <laughs> so, because we got him for the Mets, and uh, you know, it's like it's game five, and they're, you know, their game, yeah, it's game five. The Royals tie up like at the eighth or ninth inning. I turn to Kristen, I'm like, it's over. Nobody recovers when we pull this shit two outs and we tie the game up and then score another run, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I go, that's a backbreaker. We did it to the Astros. We've done it to the whites. <laughs> we did it to a lot of teams that season. Joe Buck. Well, you know, the Mets still have a chance to pull this one off. You're going to go to extra innings. You got this guy, this guy, this guy coming up. You ought to be able to shut down the room, you know, and the Broyles, they can't do this and this and this. And it gets to like the 12th or the 13th. And then the Royals, Double, double, single, double, <laughs> double, double, and Small played ball. five runs. Oh. Yeah. And Joe Buck is kind of like, well, uh, it's like, fine, but tell me how the Mets are coming back, Joe. Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> He's just insufferable, and I hate him so much. I liked him on Brockmire. <laughs> well, because <laughs> he was, you know, owning being the person we all think he really is. I think that's why I told Laura the same thing. I was like, the only time he's ever been remotely tolerable was on Brockmire and he was being a giant douche most so, of the time yeah yeah <laughs> oh, shit. there we go the high five habit I found her book on Amazon this is a terrible book it's got four stars mm. all paid for reviews we had you know we we've had some come through and uh we had one where a lady was trying to kind of establish that kind of motivational speaker thing. Right. And uh, 
gave us copies of the book and we all had to read the book and we went around the room and everybody said, I really like the book. I really love the book. Steve, what did you think? Uh, you really need to ask somebody else. And like, no, 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 Steve, give us your thoughts. I go, it's not, not good. And they're like, no, 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 go for it. I'm like, all right. I, I hated the book. And then I just proceeded to just eviscerate it. <laughs> I go, it's somebody who's looking for speaker fees. You know, she's come up with these home style. They don't match the life lessons she learned from the butcher. I mean, come on. It's just... <laughs> And I was, I was just, I was just, I go, it was four. What's her name, Alice? Because I have no, to ask about the life lesson she learned from the butcher. Her dad was a butcher and the book was, uh, you know, the butcher's daughter, life lessons from my dad or something like that. Yeah. It's like when you read who moved my cheese and you're just like, seriously, there are grown people who are like all excited about this book and making their entire company read it. Oh my God. Um, group think is a dangerous, dangerous thing. If we've learned nothing else in the last five to seven years, it's that. That's right. We're against it. What is it? Don't know, but I'm against it. It's destroying America. What is it? <laughs> A plague of our times. Nope. <laughs> Don't get off the hook with that. You, you gotta do better. You You've gotta, gotta do better. <laughs> you need to, uh, you gotta give me one non-talking point explanation that proves you know what one it is. Concrete example of where it is. And uh I get to rebut, and that's you know. Speaking of groupthink, did you see the new guy doing Donald Trump on Saturday night? Oh Live? my god, and he did the circle game. I was so happy. <laughs> Can I get 30, 60 seconds on the clock? And I said, yeah, he's a big guy. He said to me, and that's why Game of Thrones. I told George, swords, you got to have swords. <laughs> he put the swords and look at, and look at Dune. Look at Dune. He, I talked to Villeneuve and he, and there's swords. And I said to George, you got to have swords, got to have swords. And Jason Momoa, he was in there. And I love how they did like yeah. the sports center. <laughs> yeah, it was so perfectly done. And the guy is really good. I told Laura after that was over with that they're giving that guy all kind of run this season. And I can't think of his name, but he's really uh, good. Yeah. He's got three names. Yeah. He's been getting a push. Even the Aristotle guy has been getting something yeah. of a push too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he had the, he had the mannerisms down. So he didn't have to lean so heavily into the voice, which I thought was right. a refreshing change. But then when he did do the inflections and everything else, there were moments yeah. you just kind of, and he, he's a big guy. And he said to me, sir, sir, he said to me, sir, I can't do Christmas. I can't do Christmas. <laughs> Slow Joe Biden has locked up all the ships. I can't do Christmas. And I said to him, we'll take care of you. You'll be fine. And because I like him so much, I want you to give the state of Virginia to my good friend, Glenn Youngkin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was spectacular. I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. Uh, I'm gonna look up that new guy's name. Put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's a three namer, like yeah. John Quincy Adams. Yes, <laughs> who I heard he killed at the uh, Second Continental Congress. That he was up there doing all the impersonations because a great Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, no one could stop talking about his Jefferson. No one could stop talking about his Jefferson. He did Johnson too. No one could stop talking about that. <laughs> looking right now let's see if we can find his name that's right he yeah he was his jefferson was fantastic he called all the women in the room sally it was just <laughs> i was thinking it i didn't say it but i was thinking <laughs> it oh uh, the problem with trying to look up a cast member on snl and imdb is they list everyone who's ever been a cast member on the show so if you don't know who you're looking for it's a lot that's of when you find yourself going gilbert godfrey really? <laughs> oh that's right <laughs> charles rocket oh yeah <laughs> Who the fuck would shoot me? Exactly. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, maybe I've got it here. Let's see. I think oh, Jenny is... Slate is the owner of the other F-bomb. <laughs> yes, she now. is. And her career was about as... as uh... And I believe I saw both shows. <laughs> uh, there he is. James Austin Johnson. <laughs> No one's talking about his Johnson. Hey, oh, ride the snake. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just like the idea of John Quincy Adams doing, you know, who you want me to do next? Do next. All <laughs> Twenty <right>. tight five. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This one's gonna blow the powder out of your wigs, guys. <laughs> blow the powder out of your wigs. <laughs> okay, powder out of your wigs. Ready? The weekend before last, we saw the music of John Willem- Williams performed by the Kansas City Symphony. Oh, classy. You are Mr. Class these days. I, there's moments where I'm like watching this go through. I go, Van Gogh, John Williams. Oh, my God. I'm going to end up getting a beret and a scarf, and I'm going to smoke little tiny cigarettes and drink, you know, little aperitifs and be snooty. Um, but no, the music of John Williams, it's actually pretty cool because, you know, you don't realize how much he's done, right? Right. And then, of course, there's a moment in there where you're like, really, isn't Kryptonite from Superman not that different from Raiders of the Lost Ark? There's times where they all blend together. But at the end, they did an encore. So they, they, they you know, everybody applauds. He walks out. He comes back. He goes one more. And they do. And it's like a five minute song. Right. Okay. And so we're leaving, and we're leaving, and I turned to Chris. I was like, "Well, that's something you just don't see every day." She's like, "What?" I go, "I go an encore at a, at a symphony. It's not like you know they 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 they're bringing down the house. Mozart walks off stage. <laughs> There's powdered wigs and frilly scarves and frilly underwear being thrown up. He comes out hoop skirts, <laughs> he, yeah, hoop skirts and, and powdered wigs. He comes back out and he says, "Ah, here's a little something. I'm working on for the King of Prussia." <laughs> Or, or wait a minute, and then here's a good one, which requires a little bit of classical music knowledge, having Beethoven run back out on stage after the Fifth Symphony, cupping his ear, you know, and excelling them to cheer louder. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) I just have this angry little German man. (laughs) With you know, both arms trying to pump up the crowd, the hand over the cup in the. <laughs> I think I heard that happened though at the Globe is they all took out their little you know tender boxes and burned the place down. <laughs> a little classical knowledge is a dangerous thing, folks. That's the beauty of a liberal arts education. It is. Just it get... is. Oh, I think God. we have to stop on, on Mozart and Beethoven encores. <laughs> Just powdered wigs everywhere. <laughs> Mozart's running out, picking up the wigs, doing these big, you know, big, <laughs> takes a big whiff of them, holds them up over his head. <laughs> the crowd just goes nuts. <laughs> All right. That's going to be... <laughs> That's the end of episode 32 version. This renaissance women throwing themselves on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. Good night. This is everywhere. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you for episode 33. We promise we'll hit the record button next time. Bye. Bye.